Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello everybody. Well, welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast. And this is Pastor Greg, and I'm here with Pastor Brad and with Pastor Aaron. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good today. Doing well. Good, good. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Hey, I had a question um, to start off the podcast, if, if you guys will allow me to ask a question. Is that okay? All right. All right. Okay. We're ready. We're going to see where it goes. Okay. So I was thinking uh, on my on my way here to record this. What was your first job, Pastor Aaron? What was your first job? Your first paying job, not a chore. What was your first paying? Job? My first paying job was warehouse work. Warehouse work. Okay. Did uh, Did you ever mow any lawns? No. Did uh, that was I guess my first paying job. I mowed some lawns for folks. Um, Pastor Brad. I worked on a farm, so I did do some work there. Worked on a farm. Yeah, yeah. You did some work on, if you worked on a farm. Yeah. Was it a relative's farm? No, it was a pastor in the community, Pastor Dan. He was That's also good. Farmer Dan. Farmer Dan, Pastor <laughs> Dan. All right. Yeah. Okay. He's a great, well, great guy. Great guy. Awesome. Awesome. So um, uh, my first job other than mowing was at a little grocery store, and I loved it. It was a little mom and pop's grocery store, and I've often thought that um, – how much I enjoyed working there and, you know, in some ways could have done that forever. It was just, just fun. Mm-hmm. Little home, small town. Mm-hmm. You met, yeah. met everybody, got to know everybody that came through there and all that good stuff. So, um, a reason I brought that up is uh, I was thinking about that and I was thinking I made a whopping, I think it was $4.75 an hour was nice. my, my wage. And I know all this talk now about minimum wage and how it, it, it keeps going up and up. And I thought, that was not the case in, <laughs> in 1997, for sure. But um, then some of our folks will tell me about working all these days for like a dime mm. or a quarter or something, you know. So I guess four seventy-five an hour was big-time money compared to some of that, right? Yeah. But the reason I bring that up, on um, Sunday, preached a sermon about Peter and John, and they said to the man who was at the temple gate, silver and gold have I none. And... Uh, you know, I guess we could say that after these days, after we go to the grocery store, we're on the four dollars <laughs> for the dime that right. we're making. Right, right, right. You know, inflation is is pretty rough right now. It is, yeah. And then um, you know, go to the grocery store, get a bag of groceries, and then you can say, "All right, silver and gold." <laughs> but I guess we might as well laugh about it and not cry about it, right? Yes. Yeah. But the sermon was talking about uh, a man being in ugly condition. He was in an ugly condition, the crippled man, right? Mm-hmm. Crippled all of his life. And can you imagine, it really was an ugly condition. Yeah. Um, being dependent on other people probably to get him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know to what extent he was crippled or, or would he be able to dress himself or any of those kind of things. But um, he spent his life being taken to the beautiful gate outside of the temple complex and then begging for money. And around Charlottesville, we see people all the time um, in strategic intersections begging for money. And sometimes that might be legit, and sometimes I think it's not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I think it's just an easy way for some folks. So we have to be discerning, I guess, about that. But can you imagine, in this case, I think this man was legit, Mm -hmm. and just to survive, uh, spending his days begging for money. That, That would be humiliating, I think. And so he was in a very ugly condition, right outside of a very beautiful place. 
that that speaks to me. You know, I think about, okay, how many people today are maybe in a very ugly condition, but they're very close to a beautiful place. They're very close to a place or a person or a situation that could give them the answers Mm -hmm. and the help that they need. Mm -hmm. Right. Think about this church uh, right here on, on the uh, 1505 Simmons Gap road. And I think this is a beautiful place, not just the edifice, but the people, Mm -hmm. the presence of God, how many people um, are very close to here geographically in proximity that um, would be helped by the ministry that happens here. That's a significant thought. Mm-hmm. And maybe their lives are in an ugly place, but they're, they're maybe closer than they realize to a, to a place, to an encounter with, with a loving God that could change them. I ended the sermon talking about that beautiful passage from Romans that talks about that the word of God is near you. And it's talking about the word of faith, the gospel that we preach. And if you'll confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, you can be saved. How close is personal salvation? Pastor Brad, how close to a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, is personal salvation? Prayer away. A prayer away. So close, isn't it? Mm. So close. uh, An eternity, uh, an eternal destination can be secured with the response of prayer of repentance. Mm. And a relationship with Christ can begin just a, a prayer away. Yeah. Prayer away. Well, even when you're talking about all this, that same idea of we don't know to what extent this man was crippled, right? Right. People bring him. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to me right there of those people that were bringing him to the gates, brought him so close, but didn't bring him all the way, right? Wow. Like, yeah. Not so close. And so what a thought. I think that speaks to us as well. Like the people in our lives that we speak the gospel to, how many times do we sometimes lead people right to the gate and we never actually offer that prayer or we never mm-hmm. offer them to come to church with us, but we have that opportunity to bring them to a beautiful place, but we leave them right outside that beautiful place as well, mm-hmm. which I never really thought about that until you were just given that description that you just gave right there. And it kind of goes later, and we'll go over your sermon point, but it goes to one of your later ones as well of, you know, our response. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and dig around that. That's well, good stuff. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about um, just the way that they prayed for them right there. And on Sunday, you talked about, you know, when, when we're out in grocery stores or different places like that. Sometimes it's hard when, when you're talking to someone about prayer. They're like, hey, will you keep me in prayer? And it's easy for us to say, yeah, I'll pray for you. And we just keep walking or mm-hmm. go on with what, what mm-hmm. we're doing. But in your uh, sermon on Sunday, you even said, like, uh, your personal conviction. And then, like, again, it's, I think it's a congregational, like, something that we all deal with at the same level. But um, when people ask for that prayer, stop and pray with them right there. Yeah. Silver and gold I have not. But what I do have, I'll, I'll give it to you right here. And so right. I think I think just bringing that presence, just like you talked about, talked about on Sunday, I'll let you talk about that presence that, yeah yeah well there's a um, let's come help me remember to come back to that yeah but building on what you just said there's a latin phrase carpe diem yeah. i guess that's latin i took latin in eighth grade yeah. believe it or not but uh, carpe diem sees the day right i know that from dead poet society <laughs> <laughs> okay great well i didn't think we would talk about dead poet society today but there we go <laughs> but uh, carpe diem sees the day yeah but how many times should we seize the moment of ministry? And if the person has crossed our path, 
many times is because God has allowed that encounter mm. and maybe has even orchestrated that. We walked around the corner at the hospital or we walked down the aisle at the grocery store or we're pulling into a parking lot and there's the person. And if that person expresses a need to us or a prayer request to us as Christians, and I'm not talking just as ministers, right? I'm talking as Christians, mm-hmm. all of us, we're there at, a, at an appointed time. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do better about I would say carpe diem. I would love to come up with a Latin phrase to go with this, but I don't know. I'm not as good as Mark Batterson. He would <laughs> he would have something. But uh, let's seize those moments, right? Yeah. And maybe just maybe we ought to just look yes. at them and say, okay, how about we pray right now? Mm. And let's pray about this. And I'll I'll continue in prayer, but let, let's pray right now. Mm. Or let me share a scripture with you right now. And so Peter and John did that. Mm. They looked at the man. They didn't. They didn't rush by him. They didn't say, "Yep, we'll put you on the prayer list." They said, "Silver and gold, I don't have, but what I do have." And basically, prayed a great prayer of faith, and he was healed. Mm-hmm. Rise and walk, right? Yeah. But hey, we're up at a break already. But thank you for listening, and um, come back to the next segment. Bad preaching podcast. Hi, hey, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast, Part 2. Um, Pastor Brad, do you have a experience or something that goes with what we're talking about today? A little bit of carpe diem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the story that comes to my mind, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but um, Pastor Travis Gore was my cavalier at camp one year, and we were praying for healing in my knee. My friends brought brought me up to the altar. They're the ones who came to me and said, hey, we'd like to pray with you. So that's already one of those moments right there. But in that altar, when Pastor Travis Gore was praying with me, he asked me two questions. And I think it's questions that we can all think about. He said, do you believe God can heal? I said, yes, I, I believe that. And in my own personal, I didn't say this part, but this was in the back of my mind. I'm thinking of times like God has healed me, loved ones. And then in scripture, we, we see God healing. Um, second part is, do you believe he can heal you? Mm-hmm. I think that's the question mm-hmm. of faith for us, not just healing, but like in your life, do you believe what you're reading in the Bible, what you're reading in scripture, what you're hearing testimony, when you're hearing testimonies of other people, do you believe that he can do that same thing for you in your life? Because I think that's a big hurdle to jump over. I can have faith that he is able to do these things. I believe he's the God of miracles, that he's, he can heal. By his stripes we are healed. But, you know, by his stripes am I healed? I think that's a huge mm, question pers- for us. Personalized. Just that faith side of that. You think sometimes, guys, it's easier to read and see what Christ did to people in the Bible and we believe those things. The woman with the infirmity that touched his garment, the man at the gate that Peter and John said, rise in the name of Jesus. Um, the man that was carried to Jesus, they mm-hmm. tore the roof off. And we believe all those things. Mm-hmm. So is it easier for us sometimes to believe those things, but then yet when it comes to our healing or, or the help we need, sometimes it's harder for us to believe for him to do it for us? Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. I think there's sometimes that gap. Or, mm. and, and I think there's that side of humility as well. Like it's a humbling experience when you really realize that, that 
like he's speaking of this healing, he's speaking of this love, and it's not just love for everyone else, it's love for you, it's love for <laughs> me, right? Right, personalize, personalize that, personalize it, yeah. And and we're not in back to use that word ugly that mm-hmm. we used a lot in, in the first segment, used a lot in the sermon that we're kind of discussing, but it doesn't matter how ugly we've been as terms of how we've lived our lives, mm-hmm. nor does it matter how ugly the situation has been. We need to allow faith to arise in our hearts and lives and realize Christ can meet us right in our ugliness, mm-hmm. right where we are. And he has an amazing way of just showing up, just showing up. And when we least expect it and we need to be willing to just say, all right, I will receive what you have for me. I believe you can do and work in my life. Yeah. Continue on that story. So he asked you those two questions. So that's when this I, was at youth camp. This was a youth camp. Yeah, I was, this was in high school camp. Um, again, I had injured my knee earlier to this. Um, the whole week I was dealing with this and it was my friends that brought me up to the altar. My mm-hmm. friends that came to my seat when I was during the altar response and they said, Brad, we'd like to, we'd like to pray with you about this. We'd like to seek healing. Um, and so when, when we prayed as a cabin, which again is that carpe diem moment, that, mm-hmm. that moment that they mm-hmm. saw a need in my life and said, God can meet that need. Yeah. And then they brought it to my attention of saying, Hey, God can meet your need. Again, bringing that reminder that, you know, I had that faith, but I wasn't looking at right. God in that moment. I wasn't looking, I was looking at the pain. Cause I think that's another thing in these type of stories. Sometimes people can be right outside the place that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the reason they don't see it is they can't see past their own pains and their right. own frustrations right. and, and own situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. th- that's where I was. I was in that moment. And we have to be willing mm-hmm. to look beyond those things. Right. Yeah. So there is a role we play. Yeah. A receptive role, I guess. Our response. Our response. <laughs> Jesus looked at one person, maybe more than one, but he said, will you be made whole? Mm. Will you be made whole? And I think sometimes we, we become our own barrier because we just get caught up in our circumstance and we're not, maybe we're not willing to be made whole. Yeah. I mean, that sounds a little bit mean. I, I don't mean it to sound mean, but we have to be willing to say, all right, I'm going to, through faith, look to Jesus and I'm going to allow him to work in my life mm-hmm. and to heal me and this is where we need that organ music. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, we, yeah. But, but right, I mean, and, and look we, beyond ourselves. But we make it harder for ourselves than it right, needs to be sometimes. Right. And it really is just that mentality, that, that vision that we have in that moment. Mm-hmm. But the story, this story ends, the story that I'm telling that happened in my life at camp um, with healing. We, right. we prayed there. And that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Again, because the friends that came around me, help me seize that moment. And then the leader that was there to help guide me in that moment. Um, but again, it did take that humility and it took that faith. And when God came and, and healed my, healed my knee in that situation, it was like nine day, like the pain was gone. I felt comfort in my knee that I hadn't felt in a long time. Like, mm. it, you know, when you're sick sometimes and it feels like this is going to go on forever. It's right. just like a little stomach bug. Right. Well, <laughs> the knee, I had deal, been dealing with that for a couple months. Yeah. And so for a while, it's like, I don't even remember what it, you know, like when, when's the last time this thing felt good? Right. Um, and so you get kind of comfortable with that. And so 
some some of those moments kind of relate. Like I think we get comfortable in our ugly spot, yeah. and it it takes that that seat to be able to see the beautiful gate. Even though we're right beside it, we get so comfortable with the ugliness around us, ugliness inside of us, right? And and the beautiful gate just seems like something we can't touch, right? It seems unattainable. You see, yeah. But through faith in Christ, it is attainable. Mm-hmm. Christ can do anything, and we have the. Right. Ability to let God work through us to right. bring that beautiful gate to other people, just like yeah. the disciples. Just in this like situation. they did. Just, just like, like my did. my friends that were there with me, they're the ones who extended that love of Christ, mm-hmm. extended that light into a spot that had darkness. They were conduits. They were conduits of Christ's presence. Yeah. And what a powerful thought we can be conduits of Christ's presence, mm-hmm. and we can take His presence into a situation, into a room into a, a place where somebody is in a desperate need and bring hope and bring his presence and promising words. It's a powerful thought, isn't mm. it? You use that word. We're, we're almost to the end of the Bad Preaching Podcast today. <laughs> but I want to close with this word that you keep using. I think it's a great response. And it was humility. Mm. Humility. One, if we're the ones who have the need, we must be willing to humble ourselves to receive. And I've been guilty of sitting maybe in a church service, let's say, and the altar call being given. And I know I had a need or a request, but I was not willing to humble myself and go forward in front of everybody to be prayed for Mm. or to be part of that altar experience. Now, I have been guilty of that many times. I'll just be honest. Humility, right? Yeah. But then as being a conduit to help others, that takes humility too. Yeah. Because we're putting ourselves out there. When we look at someone and say, well, hey, can I pray with you? We're running the risk of them saying, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or when we interject into a situation to try to be the hands and feet of Christ, there will be times we'll be rejected. But humility will tell us, let's just continue to try. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll put ourselves out there. And if it's successful, fine. If it's received, fine. If not, We'll continue on doing yeah. ministry, right? What's funny humility, about that is humility. You mentioned that service. The service the day that I got healed was a was a whole sermon on healing. <laughs> so again, it, it just goes to that. Like even right. even through the message, I was thinking, man, I can't wait to watch others get healed. You, is that something? Yeah. You, yeah. you don't really always make it personal, personalized, yeah. but it really is. We need to make that. We need to make that personal with us. And the Word of God is powerful and it's personal. It is right. So. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, personalize those things in our lives. I can't believe it, but our time has come. Our time is gone. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening again to the Bad Preaching Podcast, and we will talk with you later. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.